Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the All Sports Podcast devoted to your favorite teams in North Texas. Welcome to Ballsy, a production of the Dallas Morning News and Sports Day. Our weekly show is proudly hosted. Okay, strike that. Our show is hosted by Kevin Sherrington, Evan Grant, and myself. I'm David Moore, and who knows, maybe we'll have a special guest or two along the way. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Catch other episodes by subscribing to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. We're also on social media. Just search Ballsy Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, and you'll be notified of the latest episode. Don't forget, it's Ballsy with a Z. Are you ready, sports fans? Ballsy starts now. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News Sports Podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington, joined in the studio today by David Moore and Evan Grant. That's Evan that you can hear typing over there. Uh, he's once again not paying any attention to us. Uh, so Hello again, everybody. <laughs> so we're going to have uh, a little Cowboys podcast here. David, first of all, tell us what's the schedule for the Cowboys these days. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this will be their... This is their final week of organized team activities. Final week. They have two organized team activities, Tuesday and then Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which one of these are we allowed to see? This Watch. W- always Wednesday. Wednesday. Now, the difference this week, Wednesday has been in the middle. They, they practice during this phase. It's, they're allowed on the field with coaches three days a week. Mm-hmm. And they've done Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the first two weeks. This week they do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have availability Wednesday on all of them. So this will actually be the last, we'll see the last session of the organized team activities. And then um, they have what they call Cowboys U, where they, uh, different high schools and uh, in this area, some of the, the uh, the players will coach the teams, and they have a competition and award a trophy and all of that. So that'll be on Thursday. So the schedule is a little different. Is that like Trump? You yeah? Can you get a degree? That <laughs> this is not this is not gone into Chapter Eleven, what? from what I can tell. <laughs> uh, it is still a viable financial okay and uh, uh, competitive property, maybe unlike Trump. You was okay. that's good to know. Uh, and that is not a political statement. That is just a business no, statement based no. on what we have seen. No politics in here. But uh, but then and then next week you will have uh, the, the the difference being in this stage everything has been voluntary mm-hmm. uh, as much as voluntary can be given mm-hmm. given the climate. But you look around the league, obviously Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, you know every team gets nine organized team activities, uh, all voluntary. Odell Beckham Jr. went to two in Cleveland. Yeah, and but he was busy. He, but next week he was, was at the Met Gala. <laughs> was he really? Yeah, he did. He had to be oh fitted for the Met gosh. Gala. He. Uh, I don't think he's buying into this whole Cleveland. He thing, got an or- oh, oh well, I think his orange Royals Royce speaks to a different 
That's right. Well, Reality. that's another thing to be driving a car. It's another thing to be. Oh, no, no, no. Well, you had to get it custom made, though. You, you had gotta, to oversee it. You better it. either believe in yourself or your mission to yeah. be driving an orange car. Yeah, well, that, that, that may be. That or may be, be the true. Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> that may be true. Um, but yeah, next week is, is mandatory. It's the rookie, it's, it's the mini camp, the team mini camp. It'll be Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week. And then that's, every team will have that next week, and then it shuts down until training camp starts in late July. Which is what makes every NFL team nervous. Yes, the period between. (laughs) Between those, when the players are out there on their own. Uh, Yes, and all the electronic music festivals that may be. Yeah. Right. Speaking of which. Electric Daisy. I don't think that we have. Oh, please stop. Uh, I don't think we've discussed uh, the incident with Zeke on the podcast, have we? Yes, we Uh, have. You were not here. Was I not here? Yeah. Okay. I know I I missed a couple. Evan got into this just as he was dancing right there. Did did he really? He was was very engaged in the. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> it doesn't look like oh flossing. And the bad thing <laughs> is, is that this is on YouTube, watching you dance. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That that may have just killed YouTube. <laughs> Trust me, there's other things out He's there. He's done other. Yeah. Could oh. have killed YouTube. This. Okay, well, I guess we'll just move on from that then. Uh, so so what's, what's, your, what's your late to the scene? Because I believe... While David and I were here working on the podcast, yeah, uh, we went through a lot of pre-production meetings. Yeah, um, we did. You were on vacation. Yes, so correct. Uh, by all means, Kevin, like whatever happens when you're on vacation doesn't actually happen. Well, let's just stop down the podcast. What so do you think? Give us your little opinion <laughs> uh, about I, electronic music. It, it's just it's just more Zeke silliness. Uh, you, you know, here's here's the thing about uh, because. My sports editor, who I'm going to throw under the bus now, <laughs> actually proposed to me, I don't know, three weeks ago. He said, listen, I wonder if you should consider. Now, he wasn't saying that, that Zeke has turned a corner and, boy, he just he's flying the, the straight and narrow. He said. Well, a lot of people were. Uh, a lot of people were saying. He, what, what, what Gary was saying, and, and I agree with this, was that Zeke was certainly trying to, to put that out there. That hey, look at me sure, now. Sure. I'm I'm doing the right things. I, I'm doing good, and, and he was. You know, he's 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 taking care of kids at hockey games. <laughs> he's he's taking care of uh, of people's. Uh, Which finances. is probably not why he went to the hockey game. No, but yes, not to yeah. minimize what he did once he got there. No, but no, no. He didn't go to the hockey game to help young children. Yeah. Well, he what, went to the hockey game to bring the fanny pack back. <laughs> yeah, but but here here's fanny the thing. A player, you know. Uh, we, we want them, We want us to say we see an incident here, an incident there, good or bad, and say that this defines this person. You know, uh, and and, uh, and or you don't see an incident and say he's turned over a new leaf. Yeah, there, yes. there's no there is no nuance to any person out there anymore. You you're either in this category or that category. Yeah. You, you either went from uh, a guy who makes horrible decisions and is a train wreck and is a suspension waiting to happen to look at this guy, look at the maturity. And, mm-hmm. and there's it hardly ever in any human development interaction. When is that ever true? It's right. just not. No. It, 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 you know, and the thing, when Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones talk about Zeke's heart of gold. Now, look, I'm not going to question what the guy's deepest motivations are and what he thinks about things. Maybe he is. What I also know, though, is that that uh, maybe when he's had a few too many, uh, he makes poor decisions. Too many what? 
<laughs> Maybe he had too many drinks. Uh, I don't know if that's what he had too many uh, yeah. at the Electronic well, Daisy Festival. Or whatever it was that he had. That maybe he makes poor decisions. Well, and, you can have a heart of gold and still make poor decisions. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and, that, and that's and that was the point about that is that is that you know that was such a bad argument. I thought when the Joneses made that, or it's not an argument. It's just when they yeah. when they say we're coming down on Zeke's side. Oh, he's such a great guy. He's so great. Well, yeah. You can't, see, th- I don't that question is, those things. That's where you get into coddling and excuse and making enabling. and lack of and, and enabling lack of accountability is when you. You're trying to spin the story, and you don't acknowledge reality, which is this is poor decision making. Regardless of how we yeah. nobody's deny nobody's denying the fact that he has a good good spirit, that he's got a a, a good soul inside. Nobody's saying that. They're simply saying this is more bad decision making, and it you know it it, it doesn't yeah. look good. And there's there's no reason. Uh, and, and David and I again we we hash this out. Probably an hour and a half, yeah. But there's, there's clearly y'all talk for way too long. (laughs) There's no reason when you've got a youth camp to run or at least to make an appearance at that bears your name the next morning. There's there is no reason to be out at four a.m. You shouldn't put yourself in a position to be cuffed in a parking lot, right? Correct. Um, Twelve hundred miles away, four hours before the start of your camp. Let me but, ask, but let, I mean, to David's but, point also, I mean, I, it does need to be said that, and, and I'm not going to sit here and make judgment on whether Zeke is a good person or a bad person or who he is, but when you are maturing, nothing moves in completely linear fashion. No, you know? and I you mean, can show, yeah. There is always going to be, listen, my experience is with, is with Josh Hamilton, right? And this is a guy sure. who's had legitimate substance abuse issues and there have been slip-ups i have no doubt that josh is a good-hearted human per human being i think there's been slip-ups i think there's there's troubles along the way even for the best of us you stumble and then you you kind of write yourself um it's that when you're what are you going to write yourself Anna? <laughs> good question Kim. it's a good question <laughs> oh my gosh but uh, yeah i mean it it we all do it. You know, it's just that Zeke is 25. Oh, please. He's like 23. 23. Zeke's 23. Yeah. And, and again. Look. And he's got a camera on him at all times, which is another thing we talked about. Which he welcomes. So now, again, Absolutely. if you're going to welcome that, you have to, you have to, you know, abide by the rules and the responsibility and the backlash that goes with that when you like to bring attention to yourself. But I will say that, you know, Again, you also get in a position, and I'm not saying this this is the number, but let's say that as a rookie, Elliot went out five times a week and partied. Well, that's five times a week he's putting himself in situations that if you make a poor decision, you can wind up and put yourself in some difficulty from a public relations standpoint, sure. from a law standpoint, whatever. Or get yourself suspended. Now let's say... You do that an average two and a half times a week. Well, you've cut in half the number of times you're putting yourself in situations to make poor decisions, but you're still putting yourself in situations to make poor decisions, just not as many. So you're not making as many poor decisions as you did because you've introduced some judgment and some discipline to your environment, but there's still times you are in those situations, and there's still times being impulsive 
that you're going to make the wrong decision. And, and that's what he did here. I don't think he's putting him, himself in those positions as frequently as he was earlier in his career, but he's still putting himself in those positions. So you're, I think it's just, I think anyone who thought you weren't going to see another episode like this was completely delusional. Well, here, here's my issue with it because of, not only because of that, but because of uh, when has he really shown any true remorse? When has he ever said, you know what, that, uh, I screwed up? Josh Hamilton, you bring up Josh Hamilton, when he screwed up uh, and, and has the, had, had his problems, there was true remorse uh, from him. There uh, was expressed remorse. Uh, there, yeah, there was. <laughs> and I think, here, here's my problem. Public contrition, yeah. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't even write about Zeke recently. I wrote about someone else. I can't even remember who it is. And I get, and I get on Twitter this response, yeah, this is the guy who was all over Zeke Elliott when he came up. This guy's always got a hot take about these kind of things. And it's like there's a lot of people like that out there who, who not just the Cowboys being enablers, there's a lot of fans out there who are enablers. Oh, my gosh. These are, these are not – oh, these aren't big things. And you don't think that these guys don't pay attention to, the, to their, the, their social media? You know, of course they do. And you're going to gravitate to the people who agree with you, not the people who – you're going to dismiss the people who disagree with you or Absolutely. attack you. And, Absolutely you are. And gravitate to the people that go, oh, well, this is what most people think. This is what rational people think. See, you, you, I'm, yeah, I, I didn't do anything you, wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. That was no big deal what you did. So so, so, so for me, that's the issue here is that at what point does Zeke say, you know what, uh, I really do need to grow up a little bit here and realize, you know, what I've got here – I, I think at the very least for the Cowboys, what they have to look at is that, listen, I'd have had trouble giving him a second contract anyway as a running back uh, just because of the, the short-term nature of what they do for a living. Uh, I don't – you know, they certainly gave Emmett Smith a second contract. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't recall any issues with Emmett Smith. Not, right? not that you've had, no. You know, yeah. uh, and and uh, a professional, a guy who did his yeah. job and, and and was a tremendous player, and he's the NFL's all-time leading rusher. I'm still, but I'm still going to go back to this. Okay, the atmosphere is completely changed. Which atmosphere? I agree with that. The social atmosphere. Oh, the social atmosphere, absolutely. Um, and and so God only knows. And I'm not. Again, this is not any kind of indictment against Emmett, not any indictment against Troy Aikman, not any indictment against anybody. But if you came up in 1988, 1989, what you did outside only got around by word of mouth. Right. What you do now, somebody's got a camera on you at all times. Would Michael Irvin be in the Hall of Fame now? Would he have gotten through yeah, if he would have had the point. level of scrutiny? And I think Michael has brought that up before, too. Sure. I mean, th this is a different This is a different era. But, I mean, on the— it, it, A lot of these things were going on before. They just didn't get out. Right. That's what I'm saying. The White House? Yeah, yeah and they got out. Of, but I mean, Eventually got out. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I mean imagine a, a but, situation but just, like the White House today. Yeah. That doesn't go on— no, someone would have taken film of it, got people going in and out of the house. It would have been on Twitter. Oh, I just saw Michael Young and uh, Michael oh Young. Wow, Michael okay. Dragging Michael Young okay. This is a dragon of buddy. Okay. Josh Young, Michael now Irvin, Michael Young. I'm all over the place. <laughs> Somebody would have been on Twitter. I saw Michael Irvin doing this. I saw da 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 da, da. And then you would oh, sure. the, the way I found out about Josh Hamilton's first slip-up uh, was not the pictures. The pictures weren't online initially. Somebody said, I heard Josh Hamilton was at Sherlock's last night. And the next thing you know, it's it's a it's it's a story. And that yeah. was yeah. that was ten years ago. Mm -hmm. Um 
it's well, only ramped up since then. It, sure. it has, but then I'll go back to the other point of, so how do people react to that? I think that the, there are, are a lot of fans out there now who, who are enablers just like the Cowboys are. You know, so I, I don't. Oh, know. I'd like to see how mature you were at twenty three. Yeah, people always That's a say big that. one. Yeah, and I think, yeah, you know what? I was, I was, I'll give you this. I think I was pretty mature at twenty three. <laughs> okay, I'm, I, not, I'm not getting myself in that kind of trouble. You know, it, it, especially, you, you, you know, we want to, we want to make the, we want to say that about a guy that oh, we, we need to let, give him time to grow up. So listen, uh, we've asked people to grow up under a lot uh, worse situations. Correct. Well, I'm, I'm fascinated, too. The only, and the only thing I would say about this to anybody who's, who says that, because, yes, I made some dumb decisions at 23. But when you're given the kind of contract that Zeke... 43. I'm 53. I make them all the time. Yeah. Um, when you're given the kind of contract that Zeke is given and given the kind of support that the Cowboys provide or supposedly provide yes. for their players, there should be enough mechanisms there to allow you to avail yourself to those, yeah, structure in place, have a good time, sure, without putting yourself in questionable situations. Or look, anything that happens, you walk around. Those guys walked around in Key West and did the kind of stuff that anybody would do on on spring break, and yeah. it was all over TMZ. That to me is not terribly questionable. You end up cuffed in a parking lot at a music festival at four a.m. That's questionable. Well, and here, it, I don't know if have both of you seen the the video of the episode of Zeke. Yeah, yeah, yes. To to get to his whole point of 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 enabling and what others are saying, you actually hear an argument now. It's like, okay, well, yeah, he probably shouldn't have done that. But look, that security guy flopped. He didn't do anything. <laughs> the guy flopped. He just tripped over the bike rack. Zeke didn't push him. That's ridiculous. He can't get, you know, oh, he, he didn't put his hands on his girlfriend. He just, you know, he stood right. in front of her. But but they go through and, again, cast aspersions on, oh, look, well, look at that guy. Well, I mean, what's that guy even being a security guard there? Right. What's, what was he doing? Why was he right. even there? Those aren't questions. <laughs> the no. questions is the behavior and what he did and whether he flopped or whether how hard the push was, it's just a ludicrous argument to me. But it's gotten to the point where people are going, oh, well, no, this is this is an important piece of this whole conversation. Well, well it's, it's because it's, these are the people that they, they want to defend. Let me ask you this. If this had been um, if it had been a Philadelphia, Smith, If it had been a Philadelphia Eagles running back, yeah. how would those people those react people? in yeah. Dallas? If it had been Rod Smith, how would these people react? And, ah, yeah. Rod Smith, he's out of here. You know, yeah. it, 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 you know it, it ramps up considerably if the guy's a great player. Sure. Then we're, we're willing to, to, to tolerate just about anything. I, I'm just always amazed about that. I always want to – and then that's what I do say back to, to readers, fans, whoever, all the time, is that would you, would you feel the same way if this guy wasn't a great player? You know, no, no, you wouldn't no, feel right. the same way. You wouldn't care. You or, wouldn't or, be this or be invested. Or yeah. be play with somebody else. And I, th I think that ends up. I mean, I think it almost ends up coloring just about everybody's um, judgment on on how you view those players. Like, there's there's I don't a sliding. Say everybody's. I would I would say. I, I mean, I think we'd be. I think a it's lot. the human element, and and I mean, I think you say okay, if a guy makes a, a mistake, that's questionable. But he's got questionable talent. Now, the scale for penalization goes a lot further sure. 
you know, make towards, an example of that guy towards being punitive, right? Yeah, yeah set fact, the culture here. If the guy's a great player yeah. and he makes a more questionable decision, well, but you still need that player. And so Jimmy Johnson didn't tell any good players to get over in the asthma field. <laughs> that's right. right. That's, right. Uh, that's and and uh, that's part of culture and, and it's part of society. It's part of of of. God, I sound like you both. As I sound old. Did you say you both? Yeah, you both. Because you you're old. Wow. You're both old. Wow. I'm young. I'm young at heart. I'm young in spirit. You're not young in body, I can no, tell you that. Yeah, I was going to say. We'll take <laughs> you out of here, pal. Yeah. We'll run you through some yeah. uh, some exercises. Some some, well, biometric screening is available if you'd like yeah. today. I'll, go, I'll challenge you on the old biometric screening. We'll see how you do. Yeah, I don't do well. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's it just, it, it's it's where we're at. And, and, what, and people, what, what people take sides. Nuts. There's like a faction now. Absolutely. Elliot was mistreated with the suspension. So, ergo, he's, and this put, is, yeah, he's mistreated video, here, you too. You put any yeah. video out there. You put any fact out there. And there are going to be people to line up on both sides, whether it's sports, uh, politics, uh, people dismiss facts now. Society in general. There are going to be people line up on either side to take these gross interpretations yeah. uh, and, and, and just apply them based on whatever their or suspend. It's not an interpretation. Yeah. Well, let's not, take it to yeah. another. You know, what about Kristaps Brzingis, right? And yeah. it gets in the bar fight. Uh, we don't know all the facts. You know, we, we know what we hear. But in the video that you can see, uh, it's not a good look. He yeah. first of all takes the woman who's 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 trying to see to him and sure. pushes her aside yeah. and goes to confront some more guys. And then I've heard all kinds of oh, he was defending that that woman. He was doing this, he was doing that, he's doing all these great things. All I know is that I see this seven foot man put his hands yes. on a woman and shove her aside to go. That's not the act of a man who's been defending that woman. You know, I don't care who the woman was. You don't shove her aside to do this. And so, uh, but but people want to make excuses because he's a great player. And listen, I was all for that trade. You know, uh, I said, I think he's a great player. I'm not saying he's a and, bad guy yeah. now. And what were people saying then, though? It's like, God, remember when you used to have these things about Elliot? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Persingas. Yes, and absolutely. The, so, you know, I think, I, I think, I think actually, Elliot did get, was <laughs> I think, jealous. I think was losing his spot. That was actually what the, the, the guy that was yelling at me on Twitter was about after I'd written the <laughs> column about Porzingis and this, and this latest problem. I'm just saying that, you listen, anytime this comes up with anybody, you, we need to take a look at it. You know, this is this was a – we've got video here. Let's, yeah. let's look and, and let's determine what happened. And that's all it is like, well, the league's going to look at this. And, and it's like, well, yes, they're going to look at it. There's a video out there. The guy's and, been suspended before. Right. He's – you know, there are conditions to this. He's had – other episodes, when he was suspended, that they said we're not taking this into account for your suspension, uh, and cited other public episodes of his behavior, of course they're going to look at it. Now, my belief is this doesn't rise to the level that they're going to do anything with it. And, and Roger Goodell has some other issues with some player behavior to yeah, deal with uh, this offseason that I think rises to a much greater degree than what we saw from Ezekiel Elliott here. But that doesn't mean you dismiss it. It doesn't mean that Jerry Jones helps the matter by saying there's absolutely nothing here that are going to bring about any consequences. He said that before, didn't he? Yeah. Now, but, but again, and, and I believe in this case it's true, but that was such a public battle between you and Goodell. Mm. Why are you going to draw those lines again? Mm. Now, again, I think all of it comes to uh, – eh, 
it's reached the point too where you can't remove the the politics of the situation from it either. And I just don't think the politics makes sense for Roger Goodell with what we saw on this tape to swing in and say, okay, you're going to miss games here because of this. Mm-hmm. I just don't see, un, I, I just can't until, envision until, a scenario where that happens. Could he do it? Yes, but not only does the does that episode or incident not rise to that level? Um, I, I just think the political fallout from that with the other things that are going on just don't make sense right now to do it. And, that, and you could say none of that should factor in, but it factors in. Yeah, sure. But until there's a next incident. Exactly. Right? And, they, and these now, things pile up. Now, if they're, now, now, again, if you remember, too, if um, part, part of the buildup before with Elliot was you, you had him being reviewed for what happened right after he was drafted mm-hmm. uh, back in Columbus. Um, and then he had the episode at the St. Paddy's Day Parade right. where he pulled down a woman's top. And then there was the episode at a club just before they went to training camp right? about a DJ getting his nose broken in an altercation right? that Elliot was in, which was never cited and never actually went on the books. But uh, you had other behaviors that kind of led up to that. And, and you've had no other behaviors that have been known publicly about Elliot around these uh, this latest episode. So I, I think, again, it's just the it is different at this point. All of that being said, are you trying to tell me if if another episode or another tape of Elliot surfaces between now and the start of training camp, July 25th, that the commissioner doesn't go, OK, now you had this mm-hmm. four hours before his football camp started. Now you have this. These episodes both started, both occurred within three weeks of each other, four weeks of each other. There's a pattern here. He's mm-hmm. slipping back into the behavior that he had shown improvement on. We've got to, I'm going to do something now. So yeah. it's still, something could still happen. But I don't think in and of itself this incident will do it. No. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, let's talk a little football. Uh, we haven't talked about okay football. okay with you, Evan? Can we talk a little football? Sure. Go right ahead. Um, Are you going to take part in the conversation at all or start talking oh my gosh oh, okay yeah so yeah, this okay. is there anybody is there anybody <laughs> that uh, you have seen so far any newcomer you've seen so far that impressed you in any sort of way it's you know the um well randall cobb yeah. i mean you notice you notice him out there and, and how they're using him and how they're moving him around yeah, they talked about how smart he is and how well he picks up everything. Yeah, and, and you see him. They're not running a lot of things out there that, that we see in, in OTAs, but when you do, you'll see them run four different formations in a row, and he lines up in a different spot every time. Really? Yeah, so uh, that's been interesting. Um, you know, uh, after the first practice – there were a couple of people, one guy turned to me and said, uh, you know, I haven't really seen anything from like Tony Pollard. You know, everyone's talking about, you know, the dimension he could bring. Very next play. And again, they're not tackling at this stage, but you're getting to points and you're seeing guys, you're still getting the play and then you can see burst and you can see some things. He broke out of a pile and just blew by everybody. I mean, guys were standing there basically as he sprinted past them. So uh, that was very impressive to see that sort of burst 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that was very, very noticeable. And, and, and they've done a lot to improve their speed on the perimeter. Uh, you know, this John V. Johnson that they brought in to lead a receiver mm-hmm. uh, has really good speed. And, and you notice it at times. And he, he's, uh, Reggie Davis is another guy, uh, a receiver. He does a really good job tracking the ball on deep throws. You're seeing them throw more deep. Uh, and, again, it's early. But I, I would say Cobb. Uh, I would say that one play from Pollard. You know, it's – I have a difficult time ascertaining exactly where defensive linemen are and offensive linemen are because you're not – Sure. They're not in pads. Um, the the whole short burst and explosion and power is just different in these. But, I mean, Robert Quinn has moved around really well. Um and and has given the offensive lineman trouble in these settings. How old is he? Like twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. David, let me ask you this. Yes, Evan. Um, please. Look, Evan woke up. No, serious. It's a serious question because you know you 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 get to to mini camp and then you get to to training camp, but from OTAs, from an evaluation standpoint, what would the coaches? get out of that would they get anything evaluation wise or is it simply just an opportunity to like you say move guys around um the older players not that much i mean the the younger players um they see how much they can process quickly uh if they're able to move to different positions and handle different positions um i mean is it they're able to play at football speed is it a valuable tool for evaluation yeah. Or is it, or is they, it just they, something yeah, it to is keep for players busy? No, no, it is. It is for, because that, because this is the point too where um, he's not here anymore. So let's use this for an example. So th- this would be the point where you would say, okay, you know, we know Cole Beasley's an outstanding slot receiver. Um, can we use him on vertical routes more? You know, because of his size, can he be effective on vertical routes where you can see him over the top? So let's. In this session, let's run him over the top and see how it looks. Let's see how he handles that. Mm-hmm. And I bring him up because that was part of his frustration here in the last year is that he would do this in the offseason, thought he did it well, and then they never let him do any vertical routes in games. And he's like, well, why am I working on these things? Right. Now, obviously, they had a different uh, assessment of his ability to do it than his assessment uh, of his ability to do it. But but you you incorporate things with players to go, you know what? I think this guy can do this. Let's see how he handles it in this. And if he handles it well enough in the OTAs and the mini camp, then you go into the training camp and go, okay, this guy, let's build a package where this guy can do this. Uh, and, we, and we feature this guy in this package. So, so a lot of it now is you're throwing stuff at guys. And, and some of it is like, I don't think he can do this, but let's see. And then if it reinforces it, you go, okay. Uh, he can't, you know, he can't swing out and play right tackle. Let's keep him in at guard. So, what's the best? What's the best um, uh, example of that kind of experimentation that you've seen then become implementation? Anything that comes to over mind? the last few years? Well, while, he, while he's thinking about that, I, I want to say this. To me, this is the whole issue with uh, with Scott Linehan uh, is that. And maybe and, and and listen, I don't really have a problem with the way they played Cole Beasley. I think they got the most out of what he was able to do. Um, 
and, and, and kind of actually went along with some things that he couldn't do, uh, you know, like after the catch. But um, to me, this is the issue with, with Scott Linehan was that things they would work on and things they would have in their book, uh, we're not doing that in the game. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the issue we're going to see what Kellen Moore is willing to implement and sure. put into an actual game plan that we're actually going to do this. We worked on this, and we're going to do it. And I right. think that's the thing that I that uh, what fans want to see and I want to see is that what are you going to put in this game plan? I, I don't. I'm, I'm betting that they're not going to have a lot of extra things in the book no. that they had before. It's different looks with the same thing. Yeah, to get to the same play. But it's just a it's just a, a matter of saying we're actually going to do this. Yeah, uh, and I agree. I, I some people are saying, oh, they're doing a, a, things a lot differently offensively. They are. Let's see how much of it's still there at the end of training camp and going into the right. season. Uh, but, but but back to, to your point, Evan, I, I would point to two pretty dramatic examples in recent years. And actually, they're, they're both going to be on the offensive line. Um, you know, Zach Martin was uh, a tackle. Mm-hmm. And they felt he would be one of the best right tackles in the league. Where they were at the time, they were set at left tackle and right tackle. So out of necessity, they went, well, let's put him in at guard with the idea. One, see if he can play it. We think he can. But two, this is going to be a, a, a an intermediate, a short gap thing. We're going to move him back outside. He'll replace Doug Free at right tackle. Well, he goes in there. He's arguably the best guard in the league. And they go, we're not going to move him out to right tackle now. We're going to keep him at guard. Now, another one is right Shortly after that, they get Lyle Collins. They put him at guard, and they're convinced he's better at guard than right tackle. Well, they experiment with him at right tackle after Doug Free uh, retires on them unexpectedly. Looks pretty good, and they keep him out there. So uh, those, to me, are two examples okay. of, of them of them doing that. Although I'm not convinced that, that, that Collins isn't still a better guard than he is a tackle. Yeah, I, I think that. They feel the same way, but I think he feels he's a tackle. Really? Yeah. So, do you do you expect that Lyle Collins will be on this roster next year? I don't know that the economic realities will allow that to happen. Yeah, that sounds like a Stephen Jones answer. Two thousand. You're talking about the 2019 season? No, the 20 season. No, obviously he's going to be here in 2019. That's where we are now. Well, I, I think yeah, Connor I mean, Williams still got a little while to go before the season starts. So I, I, that's oh, he'll I be here now. this. Yeah, no, yeah. he he's the starting right tackle this season. Yeah, uh, yeah but you have Connor Williams and Connor McGovern, um, right? You know, and I think you can always swing Connor Connor Williams back out to tackle one of the Connors. One of the Connors have the other Connor inside. So I think yeah. that they're that they're positioned to move on with guys who are less yeah. expensive than Lyle. But, look, you're, you're already paying three Pro Bowl salaries yeah, you can't in the offensive them. line. Are you going to pay four? You still have to pay Ezekiel Elliott. You have to pay Byron Jones. You have to pay Amari Cooper. Um, you, just, you just don't have the space to keep mm-hmm. – you're not going to pay four Pro Bowl-level offensive All right, let it rank them for me before we go here. Rank for me. Who do you think they should sign first, second, third, fourth? As they say, it doesn't matter. But I, I, I would say, just because of the magnitude of and where they are, I would go Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper. If you want to go Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, that's fine. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, third. And then after that, 
look and see if Byron Jones can do it again. Really? If not, um, if if there's if he plays at the same level he did this past year, I think you resign him. If he does not, I think they feel good about some of the players they they and brought they're going up into the, him. the last year of Byron, right? Yes. So what if he has a big year? What if he just you can franchise and remember you have the franchise tag here too. Now you True. can franchise him. You could, you know, the thing is, I don't think you're going to have to get Elliott signed. If you franchise him, I think there are going to be some issues, mm-hmm. just like you had with Le'Veon Bell. You have to take some temperament and, and into account here as well. But they need to, um, and I don't doubt that they will, but, but I would say I would think the order is going to be Prescott, Cooper, and Elliott. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're even, nor should, look, they controlled Ezekiel Elliott for two more years. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why they would be, I don't know why they would redo him this year. I, I think, I think they're making a very public display of saying, "Oh yes, he's in the mix. He deserves more." Uh, you know, uh, you know, he he's the best running back in the league. He'll be paid accordingly, sort of thing. They're paying lip service so he won't get upset with all of this going on around him. But but he should be toward the end of that list because they they control his uh, mm-hmm. right. options basically for two more years and and wouldn't have to use a franchise tag. Evan. I have nothing else, Kevin. I'm 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 beaten down by you, Kevin. <laughs> then I have succeeded wildly if I have beaten down Evan. I am resigned and defeated, Kevin. Oh my gosh, stop it. Well, I mean I spent last night at the draft with you and this morning with you and it's like It's just too much? Yeah. Just too much. It is. It was You're like, not gonna drive to Waco with him now? No. So what, you're, what are you going to Waco for, to interview Chip and Joanna Gaines? We have a little Texas Sports Hall of Fame meeting, some, the nominating committee. Am I up this year? No, you're not up. Oh. Not not up, not going to be up. That's that. You know, we there has been a movement, I'll say, to include more media members in the – there's only like five that's in there now, and they're all kind of legends. Uh, and there, well. there is a faction of us who are in charge of that part of the committee who has said, and now we're going to throw away the key. I say that's it, no more, no more media. Small hall guy, huh? Small hall guy, yeah. That's that's my belief. Sorry, if we made it, if we made it a hall as big as all Texas, Evan, I'm not putting you in it. <laughs> Just kidding. Come on, Evan. You know you're one of my favorites. Isn't the, of the, the people in this room, you're one of my top three. You have, to be, the Texas you have to be born here too, right? To be in the Texas. Yeah, you should be. I'll put that on there. Yeah. Isn't the Texas Ranger Hall of Fame in Waco too? Yeah, all of them are. No, much. seriously, but the Rangers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. It's in not the baseball team, right? No, not but the, the Rangers. Okay. Yeah, the real Rangers. Right. I want to go. Not the other Rangers aren't you real. Go visit. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'll go spend time there and see Frank Hamer's plaque. Frank. He's obsessed now. He's obsessed now, with now, now that he Clyde. lives in Oak Cliff, he's yeah. suddenly obsessed with Bonnie <laughs> and Clyde. I went driving and around. About him. Went driving around in the Barrow family gas station. Not the car. I went driving around in the parking lot the other day. So what is what is there now? It's a it's abandoned and the uh, you know so the building is still there. The building's still there. Yeah, it's no. right there on Singleton. Yeah, it's a sure Singleton it and Borger. I didn't know yes. that. Yeah. Um, and that was the that was the family service station, and then they eventually built on living quarters in the back, and you can see that. But like it's it's abandoned and boarded up. But the front door of the past couple of days has basically been open. Um, there's 
there's bars on in the front of it, but the door's been open. You could basically go look inside. So was Kevin Costner in there? He was not. He was not. I'm I'm trying to get Woody Harrelson was. I'm trying yeah. to get our friend Robert Wolanski, who right now is taking our interns around Dallas, um, to take me on a Bonnie and Clyde tour of West Dallas. <laughs> That's a good use of of Robert's time. And I, I my you know my good friend and a good friend of the podcast Nancy Nichols told me yesterday um, that uh, I need to go up to to ponder to the uh, bank that they robbed up there. Really? Yeah. I told you that uh, that my mother uh, met them when she was just a little kid, obviously. But they, they came... You kind of said that met with, like, th- there might well, be a little bit of disbelief. No, there. no, no, no. I don't want to say they... Oh, look, here, this is Dorothy Sherrington. Had Dorothy, him over Dorothy for Bragg Dor- at the time. Dorothy? Bonnie? Dorothy, Bonnie? Yeah. Dorothy? No, they, they had stolen a car in Wichita Falls, and then they were going through Henrietta and stopped, and they stopped at my mother's elementary school, and, and all the kids came up there while they ate lunch. And they said they were eating bananas and uh, peanut butter sandwiches. Uh, there's a lot of reports of them eating either... Banana and peanut butter sandwiches or bananas and uh, ham sandwiches. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, anyway. She she described her perfectly, though. I'm sure she that was uh, that was the case. So, it's a, uh, Yeah, I'm fascinated. Yeah, you are. You are. So I'm, so I'm sure everybody has been fascinated with this. Uh, so we, You're we're not go- saying Evan is fascinating as we leave this podcast. No, right? You're making that clear. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm making that very clear. He is fascinated yeah. by yes, yes. things that happen around him. Yeah. Before him. So for everybody in here, we've had our we've had a Rangers podcast, we've had a Cowboys podcast, uh, and that's it for this week. Next week we'll have more stuff. We will more stuff. More stuff. What are we going to have next week? Stuff. Stuff. Okay. Yeah, lots of stuff. Well, I'll be on the road. Will you? Yeah, I'll be in Boston. That'll be great. I'll talk with a Boston accent. The whole <laughs> show. Do that, would you? I'll be at the Star. Okay, cool. Maybe I'll have Tom. I'll be all by myself. Maybe I'll have Tom Brady join us. Oh, we could. Could we do it from the start? Can we do a remote, Brian? Brian, can can we move this to the star next week? No. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Excitement Gosh. in there. Oh no. Yeah. So for everybody, starting to bother there, you, Brian. <laughs> everybody out there, see ya next week from here. Thanks for listening to the Cowboys Ballsy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly episodes on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search the Ballsy with a Z podcast. Until next time, sports fans, we'll see you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.